good day. Welcome to Kako Tea. I want to say special good afternoon to all those of you joining me from near and far, wherever you're locked in. Thank you so very much for choosing us. I want to. I want to first of all uh, say thanks to those of you on Facebook Live. You know you log in every single time that we're on. You wait for the notifications to populate, and then you're locked in. I want to big yourself up one time. I want you to big yourself up two times and I want you to drop a line so that I know where you're locked in from uh who you are you know just tell me a little something about you if it's your first time on the live you know um if you're enjoying the shows um anything you want to say to me you know I want to shout out all my friends my fans who log on every single week I also want to big up the friends and the fans who come on on Digi Digicel Play Go so in 30 countries, this show is live. As long as you have the app, as long as you have DigiPlay Go, you're good to go. And you can actually see this show live. Hi, Anya Peters. What's up? Just came on. Thanks for joining. Thank you so very much for joining. Yes. So it is Sunday. Usually we do this on a Saturday, but we're here on a Sunday. We've done a few Sundays in the past. Um, I think I, I, I think I, kind of enjoy doing the Sundays too, but you know, once the weather starts getting nice, anybody want to be home on a Sunday afternoon? We'll see about uh, what the rest of the season has to bring in terms of Sunday shows, but I'm so grateful that you take your time out of your Sunday to be here with me because you could have been anywhere else, right? So thank you so very much for joining us. As you can see, I have a lovely guest from my home country, the nature island of Dominica. She's going to be joining us. I got a chance to connect with her yesterday. And it's it almost felt like I knew her forever. Um, I don't know if it's a Dominican thing though. It, it probably is a Dominican thing. I don't know if you guys can relate probably, you know, to connecting with people from your island that you've never met before and it's the first time and you just click. Yeah, so we were having a blast. Her fiance kept coming, popping, and he popped in in the back to say hi. We're gonna talk a little bit about the fiance. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the little tea on the fiance. The fiance. Yes, and so we're gonna be talking here. Welcome to Kakoti, guys. Hi, Bell Angel, my darling. Uh, what, how, how are you? Uh, I hope you're enjoying the sunny weather that we're having. We have a nice weather right now in Toronto, so we're so grateful to the Most High for um for giving us such great great weather. I tried something different with my hair today. I don't know if you guys are liking. You know, I mix the turban with the Bohemian. Yes, so I tried to get something. Let's see if it works. And before I forget so let me just let you guys know because people always inbox me and ask me what lipstick i'm wearing so i'm gonna tell you i'm wearing i actually mix it up i'm wearing high maintenance so this is the high maintenance this is the color that's in the corner and i mix it up with trophy wife yes you know me trophy wife yeah so these are the lips the lipsticks i'm actually wearing today they're no transfer so they're the velvet matte lip no transfer if you're in dominica you can pick them up at the glam um so just say i want those lipsticks jail was wearing yo their price is the bomb diggity so you need to go and check out the glam in rosso and pick up the sasha intense matte lip velvet in high maintenance and trophy wide and you can get that awesome lip look okay all right yeah so we're gonna get started with our show today um i need to make sure i put this somewhere so that i don't it doesn't fall you know 
fall down. Um, thanks, guys, for coming on. Thank you so very much for locking in. I'm going to start a watch party on my page because I know a few of you uh, tend to enjoy watching the show on my Facebook page. So I'm going to do that just for you. You know, you know how I love you people, you know. I really do. I'm really grateful to every single one of you um, who support. Oh, before I forget, the mugs are going to be back in rotation coming soon i'll let you guys know just stay connected to my page i'll let you know when mugs are back up i like what they when when we have more for ordering because i'm all out like this is the only mug i have left and that's the one i'm drinking right now <laughs> so i'll let you guys know um once it is available to actually um purchase so you can do that um through my website or those of you who are in touch with me you can dm me and i can organize you guys all right so as i said before I have a lovely guest coming on. She's actually in the lob lobby right now, standing by and waiting for the show to start. <laughs> so I like um, and she is from Dominica. Yeah, you heard some feedback because I was just starting a, a watch party, and I tend to forget when I start the watch party that I need to get out of the app so I can do it. Um, yes. So she is from Grand Bay. Uh, so Grand Bay Massive. If you're on the live, pick up yourself. Let me know if you're on. Let me know if you're connected. Let me even know if you know who's coming on, if you know any little thing about her, you know, if you remember her growing up, you know. Let us know. We want to connect with you guys. And don't forget to share the link. You know there's a little button at the bottom that he just hit share so that everybody else can be on with you. So share the link so that everybody else can see uh, and hear her story today. I want to wish my dear sister, who is the founder of Carrie Scholar, that is your Caribbean mentorship mentorship um, um, website that you can get all the different mentorship um, programs into, or getting information on the different mentorship programs around the Caribbean. Um, that's how I connected with um, Royet, um, who's my guest today. And my sister, who is an amazing talent, I mean, those of you who know her, uh, or follow her website, follow her website, or follow her page. It's her birthday today. Yes, she is the bigger 3 -O. I don't know why she's telling everyone her age because she just makes me look so much older. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I um, she's celebrating her birthday today, and I want to wish her happy 30th um, birthday. I can't believe she's 30. I mean, I just I remember just the other day, you know, she was like a two year old. Uh, she used to stammer so much as a baby, and I used to tease her so much about her stuttering and stuff. And she's uh, she's definitely grown up to to be an amazing individual. And I want to wish her a happy birthday. And if you're on my profile, you know you saw I posted pictures of her. You know, make sure you drop a link and a line and say say happy birthday to my to my dear sister for me. All right, all right. So Liza Grande, Liza Liverpool is in the house. Grande Massive is locking in. Thanks, Emma. Emma News. Emma, you on? Emma, make sure you share the live. You know, share the live so everybody else can can see. Emma News is on. Thanks, Emma. Emma says I look nice. Auntie Emma, you not to give me a compliment and make me blush. Share yes. Um. Uh. Thank you guys for for coming on. We're gonna get my guests on right now. Um. I hope you guys are ready. We have an exciting show planned for you, as I always do. And um, I want to I wanna tell you guys, hold on to your seats, because we have a show coming up. And, and, and I, know, I know you're definitely going to enjoy this one today. 
All right. So without no further ado, I sound like, you know, those, those Dominicans when they, when they introduce some things. <laughs> without no further ado, let's get ready for. <laughs> yes, from Dominica. Well, she's actually in the U.S. of A right about now. Uh, I want to say a special good day to my guests joining me right now. Here is Dr. Royet Tavernier. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. You look lovely. Oh, thank you. So do you. Thank you. You don't need <laughs> my matching lippies, right? Yes. How is the weather in your neck of the week? Um, the weather is getting much better. Finally, signs of spring. Um, we had a lot of wind and a lot of cold days a couple weeks ago, but things are warming up, so it's it's looking good. That's good. That's mm -hmm. good. And um, you 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 worked the entire. You you're still you're not on break yet. You're still working, right? No, I was off on spring break for two weeks um, at the beginning of March, um, but classes are back in full session. Great, great. Mm -hmm. All right, so she, she's here with us. Um, if you guys want. Uh, to connect with her after the show, during the show, you could follow her on her Instagram and Twitter account. Um, the links are provided either above or below, depends on where you're looking. So if you're looking um, from a phone, the link might appear differently than if you're looking on a computer. And usually on a computer, it's at the bottom. Sometimes on the phone, it's at the top. Again, it depends on what you're looking at it. Uh, you can actually follow her on her website, um, her Instagram, and her Twitter account. All the information is provided there for you. Um, as I always say during every show, you are welcome to ask questions. Um, I always urge people to ask questions while the show is going on because you might forget or you might ask late and you might not have time to answer or whatever. I do take note of the questions. And of course, when it's time for that segment, we'll come back to your question, all right? So, so go ahead and ask her questions if you have questions. Uh, pertaining to especially her profession because she is a psychologist and and, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about what got her um, to to where she is today. As you know, um, right, I'm sure you've looked at, it's okay to call you Royet, right? Of course, that's my name. <laughs> some, people, some people, some people, some people are like, ah, no. Call doctor, please, doctor to you. <laughs> Royet is totally right. <laughs> All right, so uh, Royet is 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 on with us, and uh, thank you for for being a, agreeing to be a guest. Thank you for yeah. for sending you know sending me that email and saying, "Hey, I want to be on." Right. Um, I really do appreciate you know um, people like you. Just your story, and uh, people don't even know. Just your story can touch somebody's life and do so much for someone, I right? And, and, I, and I'm always, I always, sometimes I get, um, because I get people asking all the time to be on the show. And sometimes I get emails and I'm like, I try to figure out, but where are I going to put, where can I, what, what angle can I take this person's story in terms of their bio, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always so interesting that once I start like putting on the questions and, you know, I'm just like, hey, like everybody's story is different and it's right. unique and it's your own and it's and you can uh even if you may have been through the exact same thing as, as somebody else the way you deliver it is not going to be the same way that somebody else's exactly. delivered, right or exactly. your experience 
experience is not going to be exactly the same. And and I remember going through your through your through your profile, and and one thing struck out with me, you know, when you when in your in your bio, and I I. Re- I, I did ask you a little bit about it last night when we did the test run. But before we get into the heat of things, I always like to ask my, my, my guests. I like to know who that person is in terms of who you think you are, right? And, and, and a question um, that I like to ask is who is Roya Tavani? Who are you? Wow. It's a loaded first question, JL. <laughs> I'm going to need some cocoa tea first. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, what does it say? Amazing. Oh, you are an amazing woman. Oh, didn't hubby give that to you? Trying to show he up. did. He did. But we'll get to him. We'll get to him. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Ryan Tavernier? So I think, you know, like everybody else, there are different, you know, different sides, different angles, um, different, you know, parts of yourself that you know come together and make you who you are so I think probably the 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 part of me that I have um I would say invested in the most um would be my education Mm. and so being a professor I think um is a big part of my identity um I've only been a professor for three years at Wesleyan but um all the years of schooling um you know led up to that um and so I like to think of myself as a very hardworking professor. It's not an, it's not an easy profession, but it's one that I have always um, wanted to do. So I'm very grateful that I actually get to live up my dreams of being a professor, being in the classroom, um, continuing to learn um, from my students as well as my colleagues. Um, and so that's, that's certainly a part of who I am in terms of what I do. Secondly, I like to think of myself as a good friend. Um, I have been so blessed with many friendships. Um, I've lived in a couple couple different countries, and I feel like I have always been supported by a close group um, uh, of friends wherever you know wherever I have been blessed to live and to spend time to grow. And I try to give that back. I try to give that back um, in many different ways, uh, supporting my friends. Um, uh, enjoying uh, their highs and supporting them through the lows because it's something that I have been blessed to receive in terms of, um, uh, you know, that um, that unbreakable bond that is so special um, within a friendship. Um, thirdly, I would say that Royette is very reflective and to some of my friends, it can be annoying. <laughs> Because I tend to overanalyze, um, but I think it's 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 always been a part of me. Even you know, growing up, I was always very curious. I always asked a lot of questions, um, and I think I think of the big things. I think of the small things. I think about um, what my you know what my purpose is in this world. Um, what are some things that I can do to make it a better place for those around me and for myself. Um, and I think about the small things too. When I'm eating my rice and peas and chicken, I think, do I take a little bit of rice first and then some lentils and then some meat and I mix it up together? <laughs> so I'm, I'm very reflective. Um, I like to look back on, you know, at the end of every day, I like to look back and sort of ponder what I could have done better, um, what I probably could have changed. Um, and so I'm always, I'm always, I'm always uh, thinking and looking for ways to 
improve and to grow. Um, and lastly, I'd say that Royette is in love. I don't know if that's an adjective, <laughs> but almost two years ago now, um, met the love of my life and uh, being in love is, is, is completely new to me in some ways. Um, and uh, it's definitely something that consumes my heart and consumes uh, my day. Um, in the most positive, positive of ways. So how's that for a, uh, who is Royette? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a lover, you're an analyzer. And what is the other one you said you are? You are friend. A, a friend. Friend. And you, and you, you always reflected. Yeah. You always reflected. And that's who Royette is. But before you, you got to, because a lot of times, you know, we, we have to actually take a step back to find out who we are. Correct. Before you got to that point, you grew up in Granby. You were this little girl growing up. South in City. South City, Granby. It's Abantan land. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, what are some of the things that you, you can recall that was fun for you in terms of your childhood? I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is the mango tree that we had um, in our yard. And my brother and I always used to climb that mango tree, um, you know, sometimes just for fun, even when it was in mango season, <laughs> we would just climb the tree and um, have some very fun uh, memories of that. Um, playing rounders and cricket in the road with my neighbors, um, Lawide, Lawide, Grand Bay. Um, that was fun. Um, I also have fun memories of uh, combing my great-grand-aunt's hair. Um, I lived with her um, growing up. And um, while combing her hair, she would tell me, you know, stories of growing up, um, stories of going to the garden. Um, and that's something I always look forward to. You, you mentioned your brother. You mentioned your great-grand-aunt. Um, was what was life like at home? Like, how many did you have siblings besides your brother? Um, who else lived in the home with you? Yeah, so growing up for a long time, it was my great grand aunt who raised my mom. So that was my mom's uh, mother figure, immediate mother figure. Um, her name was Ma Wheelie, and she was this big, big, big lady who used to sit in the porch um, with her stick. <laughs> with her stick ready to discipline, um, you know, when it was necessary. So it was my great-grand-aunt, Ma Wheelie, my mother, um, her partner, my older brother, Royson, my younger sister, Kendra, and my younger brother, Alpha. So Royson and I have the same father, and Kendra and Alpha, they, they have the same um, father. So my mom had four kids. Um, by two different uh, guys. So for a long time, um, it was three adults and the four kids. And what was and what was life like in the in the house? Life was fun. Um, I you know I got along with my sister for the most part. Um, <laughs> we argued. We argued a lot, like um, it's typical for 
um, you know, for many sisters growing up. But I remember she was an athlete growing up, and I remember just being so proud of her and going to her games um, in the park and screaming my lungs out. Um, and some some of the kids knew me as Kendra's sister, Kendra's loud sister. <laughs> um, my younger brother Alpha was always a bit more reserved. Um, so he didn't he didn't really talk much up to this day. He, you know, kind of keeps to himself. Um, my older brother was the troublemaker. And I think, I think, um, I think my other siblings would agree. <laughs> But it was a fun household. Um, you know, we played a lot of games. We were always playing around, um, not just with my siblings, you know, but with kids in the neighborhood as well. Um, mm -hmm. So overall, it was a very happy childhood. You, you, you. When you reference your your upbringing um, in your bio, something that that stuck out to me, and I think I mentioned something stuck out earlier, and I'm just gonna bring it back, um, bring, or bring it up now. You said that you grew up poor. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So interestingly, growing up, I didn't really know that I was poor. And I think that's probably a sentiment that a lot of people um, in my village or in Dominica in general can relate to. Um, because typically when we see, you know, photos of poverty, it's often you know, photos of suffering, it's almost to the extreme, right? Um, and oftentimes poverty is um, meant to be equivalent with, you know, well, suffering or, um, you know, sadness, right? But growing up, I didn't really know that I was poor. Mm -hmm. But the older that I got, you know, reflecting back on things like, you know, not having an in-house flushing toilet for the most part growing up, right? How, having to use a pit toilet outside, mm -hmm. um, not having, um, you know, over time, we eventually got a sink in the kitchen. Um, but I remember having to wash dishes outside. I remember having to bathe with blue soap, right? Because we couldn't afford, we couldn't afford, so we couldn't afford sweet soap. <laughs> you know, I remember, you know, having to ration toilet paper because there was not another roll waiting. Um, I remember, um, you know, going to the shop and having to, and having to quiddy going to Nano and Baba shop and having to quit it because my mother couldn't afford, um, you know, to buy food, depending on what time of, you know, of the month it was. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think about certain things like my mom having to make two eggs, two eggs and $2 bread stretch for four kids. And I mean, right now I eat two eggs for breakfast <laughs> by myself, right? Um, so in that way, I would say that I grew up poor, but I don't think, you know, growing up poor is, um, synonymous with, you know, growing up, you know, sad or unhappy. Um, we just didn't have a lot, you know, materially, my mom never worked. Um, so she was a hundred percent dependent on her partner, um, who did odd jobs, you know, here and there. So it wasn't always a consistent, a consi uh, consistent income. Um, for a long time, we were actually dependent on my great grand aunt's pension money from her husband. Mm -hmm. And when she passed, um, I think, you know, we really, it was, you know, obviously a big uh, turning point for the family. Um, 
And so in that way, I would say, I would say that I grew up more. And, you know, obviously there are people um, who, you know, who grew up with much less than what we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, for example, for my first communion, um, I, I really wanted a first communion party. And my mom put me, you know, she sat me down and she said, right, we, I just, I just cannot, right? We just don't have the money um, to give you a party. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a Fanta. I'm going to buy you a Fanta. And at that time I was like, that's essentially a party because (laughs) usually I would have to share, you know, we would have to share everything with my siblings. Um, and that Fanta being able to drink that Fanta by myself was huge. Um, and so those are some of the memories that I have you know, growing up, just reflecting on, um, you know, things we didn't have materially. Yeah, I I find, though, like, (coughs) being from a small island, we we tend to, we tend to class a lot. Poor, rich, you know? Yeah. There's no real middle class, so to speak. Right, right. It's either you're poor or or you're rich. Right. But... I don't recall people I, like I ve- I can't I can put probably point pinpoint one or two people who really had it really bad, mm-hmm. um, but everybody was still so happy. Yes, everybody like you. I remember my dad would go uh, fishing and he would come home and he'd give X Y and Z person some fish. Yeah, you'd get a hand of fig from someone. Yes. You, you never, you were never hungry. Yes. So, so that as I understand when you say, yeah, you don't, you growing up, you, you, your, your, you, you were made to think poverty would be associated with a certain look, like mm-hmm. a picture. Mm-hmm. And you, I remember seeing those World Vision ads. Yeah. That's what poverty is. That's poor yeah. people, you know, drinking dirty water and those yeah. things. And we never had. We never went through those things. Exactly. You know? exactly. Um, but, but there are aspects of our lives that you could say, wow, my mommy didn't really have, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. Looking back, looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I remember like, you know, like we were not, I would not consider our family to be poor at any given time, but there were times when sacrifices had to mm-hmm. be made. Yeah. And, and it could be for different things coming up, you know, probably, um, you have something that you have to do, you know, you have yeah. something in the house, mm-hmm. you know, you have um, a, a life change, changing experience. Mm-hmm. Probably somebody fell ill and you have to mm-hmm. help them. Mm-hmm. And my mom would say, well, um, I guess, you know, I, I remember my mom saying, oh, she wore a bra for years, you know, the, the same one bra for yeah. years. You yeah. know, <laughs> but she couldn't afford to buy a bra. It just right. meant. That she had to take sacrifice, yeah, and use for something for something mm-hmm. else, and mm-hmm. and we don't really. I don't. I I want you to stop thinking that you grew up poor because at the end of the day, you had a happy childhood. Definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. And, and poverty, you associate poverty with misery and all. Of, you didn't have that. No, correct. So there were there were sacrifices that there were sacrifices happen. that needed to be made for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Now you now you you grew up in a, in a, in Grand Bay is a, a, a the cultural capital of Dominica. If people don't, yeah, know. we are. <laughs> so tell us some a little bit about your school days. 
my school you know this uh the song say there's a song that says school days are happy days mm -hmm. that's exactly that's very characteristic of my school days um like i said i've always been blessed with an amazing group of friends um and my group of friends and i used to you know make plans to buy the same color ice pop <laughs> at break time that's how tight we were um i have very fond memories of my friends and i walking up lally from primary school or walking down lally when we um when we started going high school um i have fond memories of being in teacher addy's drama club um you know practicing performances you know for different events um i have memories of just hanging out with my friends you know going going at Katsi home Mabouche, going at gisha's home um and just you know just having a good time uh playing doll playing doll playing house Bebe, um, <laughs> You're from Grand Bay, you should be saying, oh, <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and I've always, doing homework was one of my favorite pastimes. I actually look forward to doing homework. Um, and I took a lot of, um, I took a lot of pride, you know, in my work. I remember, um, you know, sometimes having to tear an entire page and start over just because I didn't want to hand in a homework with anything you know crossed out <laughs> um and so i really enjoyed i really enjoyed learning i've always enjoyed learning so even you know being in class um was you know i thought that that was uh to me that was fun now um i i just want to take a moment before we, we continue because people have been coming on and and sending shout outs to you and i want you to i want you to to, to um to say hi to some of them. Okay. Uh, we have um, Lisa Liverpool, or Liza Liverpool. She said Liza you were a dance, dance teacher. Yes, yes. Dance teacher. Um, um, there's also someone by the name of Jules. Jules Faith Shields. But you know, people always use some kind of weird people name. People use different names on Facebook, yeah, so. <laughs> my doctor. So I guess um, she, she knows who you, who you are. Um, Merlene Tavani, she says, family, I'm listening. Yes, Mulija. Yeah, these, these people are coming. Come, okay, so yeah, so Jules is saying that you were her dance uh, choreographer and her film director. Yeah, so I, so after, um, after Free From College, I taught at uh, Grand Bay Secondary School back then, GBSS, now PCSS, uh, for a year. Mm -hmm. And I taught math and English. And I noticed that the kids, you know, when they, when they, you know, when bell rang and it was time to go home, a lot of the kids sort of wanted to, you know, hang around. And, you know, in talking to them and finding out, you know, what they enjoyed doing, or, you know, what some of the challenges, you know, were that they were facing at the time. I just had the sense that they needed they needed a place to feel heard and they just needed a place to be themselves. So me with my fast self with no dance experience whatsoever <laughs> decided that I was going to form a little dance group. Um, it started off with probably maybe six or eight. 
um, mostly kids from, you know, the forms that I was teaching at the time. And we participated in some of the shows, you know, in the village, around Independence Time, around Carnival Time. And then I started getting more and more requests um, from some of the kids. And so that's how the dance group, you know, started um, and continued. So much so that boys wanted to join. Wow. Let's see if the girls are there. The boys are going to want to join. Uh, we have also Judy. Uh, Judy is on. Oh, I think we may have gotten disconnected from, from her. Okay. Anyways, we, she's going to come back on. Uh, we have Judy is on. We have uh, Serenity. Grand Bay is, is on as well from, from Grand Bay. Then we also have, let's see what else we have here. So if you're just locking on, um, we have Dr. Ori Tavani with us. Uh, she just got disconnected, but she's coming back on. Uh, don't you worry, she's, she's back on with us. Um, and There uh, you are. <laughs> we got disconnected for, for a split second. I suspect some notifications were coming in, you're trying to get rid of it. And you got rid of me instead, right? Oh, that's what happened. I'm sorry. Me and my big fingers. <laughs> you know, we had that discussion eh, about your fat fingers last night. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Martin is on. Um, Yay! In. Um, Aretha Lethem is saying hi, Roy. Lethem is like a South City last name. Yes, definitely. Somebody. <laughs> From 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 your from your area, um, yes, yes. Centilaire Zafa Gwabi. Yes, yes. Grand <laughs> people wanted this support. They're their own. Um, Thank you, guys. Yes, we do support our own. Yeah, and showing love. Don't forget, guys, to make sure you share the link so other folks can get to see this interview. Just hit the share button uh, and let other folks um, get in on the action. Okay, so we're continuing with the with the um with the interview here. Uh, with uh, Dr. Roy Tavani. Why was education so important to you? You know, at a very young age, I heard the saying that education is the key to success. Mm. And I think that just really resonated with me. Um, you know, like I said, growing up, sacrifices, I'm not going to say I, I grew up poor, sacrifices needed to be made. And I just felt that we're changing the narrative on that. We're changing the narrative, right? We're changing yeah. the narrative. We're changing the tone. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that if I, you know, if I kept with my studies, if I kept at school, that I was going to be in a position where, first of all, I didn't have to depend um, on a partner 100% to provide for um, my kids if and when I'm blessed to have any. Because I saw how I saw how um, much my mom struggled with not, you know, not having worked in her life, um, and some of the things that we, you know, that we went through because of that. Um, I sort of observed different power dynamics, um, you know, based on the fact that you know she wasn't working, um, and I I used that as motivation, um, you know, to keep me going, um, to keep me enrolled in school. Like I said, I actually enjoyed school and I and I thought that, well, if I can if I can go as far as, you know, I can, um, then probably I will be able to be in a better position um, to take care of myself 
um, and to take care of my family. Okay, now you decided that you were no longer going to remain in Dominica. What happened? Why did you leave? And where did you go to? Okay. So after, after high school, I did two years, um, two years at the Dominica State College. And during my second year, I had an opportunity to go to Antigua to participate in a public speaking competition. Mm -hmm. um, I should preface that by saying that I too used to stutter or big A, like we say back home, um, as a kid. And um, over time, I just, I guess I just, you know, got over it. And I was so excited that I could actually, you know, speak without stuttering that I decided to join the debate club. Uh, at that time, uh, Joanne Zavi Coffey was a teacher at PCSS and uh, she was in charge of the debate team. And um, my debate buddy, Katian, um, Kato, like I call her, Katyan Henderson, um, and I, um, we actually brought the championship to uh, PCSS. So that was a very exciting time uh, for us and for the school. And uh, so because of my experience in debating, when this opportunity uh, came up uh, to participate in a public speaking competition, in a regional public speaking competition, uh, Mrs. Coffey and her husband, uh, Val Coffey actually took it upon themselves to sponsor me to attend this um, to attend this competition in Antigua. Mm -hmm. At the time, we needed some assistance uh, from the government, and unfortunately, just did not come through. And um, like I said, they took it upon themselves out of their pocket, um, paid my ticket, and um, allowed me to participate in that competition. So that competition oh, I was in two thousand two. And uh, I think it was about eight participants from different islands um, in the region. And I emerged the winner. And lucky for me, um, lucky for me, the prize from that competition was a tuition scholarship to the University of St. Martin. Wow. So, yeah, so I decided to finish up my last year at, at the State College back home. I did uh, two years. I did my associate's degree in St. Martin, which is where uh, some of my St. Martin uh, roots <laughs> are coming from. Um, so I spent two years there. Um, and it, it, it was just so amazing how one thing unfolded after the other. So at the competition in Antigua, I met the dean of the university at that time. He had traveled from uh, St. Martin to attend the competition to award the winner, the prize. And so um, I met with the dean of the university at the time. And then when I moved to St. Martin, um, he and his wife essentially were the only people uh, that I knew. And so out of their, all, you know, out of, you know, out of, you know, the goodness of their hearts, um, knowing that I didn't have anyone um, on the island that I knew, they decided to house me for about a week while I found um, housing. Mm -hmm. And that relationship uh, continued. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about, you know, the role that they, that they continue to play in my life. Um, but essentially, um, the couple, uh, Chuck and Sue, are my adopted parents. 
And oh, wait, <laughs> I know. I feel like we need. I feel like we need some tea. I mean, all your horses, because you just you just brought in a, a new dynamic right about now. So we, we need yeah. to backtrack a little bit. Okay. So yeah. you, you go to San Martin. Yeah. To. University of St. Martin mm-hmm. to your associates. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're leaving with, well, you lived with the the dean about mm-hmm. a week before you, you got. And his wife, yeah. How did you meet the second group of people that you just brought in? So the dean, like I said, had attended the competition in Antigua mm-hmm. and that was the initial contact. And so so actually Chuck is yes and okay so, yes. so Chuck and Sue were yeah. actually the dean of the school in San Martin yes so Chuck was the dean Sue is his wife wow so yeah. you met these people in a competition well this this couple yeah in a competition they award you the prize yeah you living with them and they end up adopting you yes they are I consider them my angels on earth because it gets better. Okay. So, <laughs> so like I said, my scholarship was for two years, right? To complete my associate's degree. At the University of St. Martin was actually where I took my first psychology course mm-hmm. and really fell in love with psychology. So then I was thinking about the next steps, right? So what's the end of my um, two years in St. Martin? I was thinking about what I wanted to do next. Of course, I wanted to, um, you know, pursue further education. I had no idea the process of applying to universities. A lot of the universities required a credit card at the time, which at the time, obviously, I did not have. And I remember spending Sunday afternoons uh, with the dean and his wife and um, they would just sit with me, help me through different applications, looking up different schools. And the wife, Sue, one of the schools that she had recommended was Trent University in Canada. Uh, Sue had actually attended uh, Trent, Trent University herself. So that was one of the schools that she had recommended. That was one of the schools that was on my list. Applied to a few schools in the States, a few schools in Canada. And um, at the end of it, it turned out that I was awarded a full tuition scholarship to Trent University from the University of St. Martin. So obviously I thought that was the way to go because <laughs> how else was I going to be able to afford to go to university? Um, so how, I did, how did your mom feel? My mom, so the thing about my mom that I really admired. So my mom unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But one of the things that I, to this day, continue to admire about her was that no fear attitude that she had always instilled in me. My mom herself was very shy. My mom stuttered. She was, and I think that was partly why she, you know, for the most part, kept to herself. She had very few friends. Um, She was not very outgoing. But as a little girl, I was the opposite. I wanted to participate in everything, every you know opportunity that I had to do any sort of extracurricular activities at school. I would run to her <laughs> with a little form for her to sign, um, you know, to give me permission. And she never held me back. 
She never held me back. She always encouraged me. She always pushed me. She never denied me an opportunity to do something that I wanted to do as long as it was school related. Um, and so I think for her, it was scary um, because I left Dominica with $2,000 in my pocket. I had to ask um, a really close friend of mine to take out a small loan so that I could purchase my ticket um, from Dominica to St. Martin. And so I, I really didn't know how I was going to, uh, to fund my studies. Um, but I was determined and I always just knew that, you know, with my attitude, knowing that, um, that I'm open and willing to learn and attend school, I was confident um, that it was going to work out, you know, who, so she would. Who were some other people besides your mom? Who were some of the people who inspired you? So obviously Chuck and Sue, like I said, they were really instrumental in um, not only, you know, supporting um, my applications, but just walking me through the whole process because um, it's, it's a huge transition, right? To be living on your own, um, you, know, from an, you know, from an island girl to Canada, um, everything about, you know, from the weather, <laughs> weather prepping me for the, yes, culture shock. They were very instrumental. Um, I have a really good uh, close uh, group of friends. Uh, we called ourselves the survivors um, uh, at the end of high school. That was our name. Uh, very, very uh, supportive group of friends. Um, I owe a lot to my, so that's another aspect of my family, my older adopted sister. That's a whole other <laughs> So other extension of my family. So Colin, um, Colin and I grew up as neighbors um, and her mom took me in for a few years um, and we did so much together. She always took me everywhere she went and she really, she really um, supported me in terms of school from helping me with my homework to actually telling me what psychology was. I didn't know what psychology was. Mm -hmm. um, I remember vividly she was studying in Brunei and on one of her trips back home in between her studies, she was telling me all about all the different courses that she was taking and, you know, me and my, you know, curious mind, um, you know, asked her, well, how do you know what, what, you know, what, classes to enroll in and she said she said to me think about something that you enjoy doing and she can almost guarantee that, that there would be a program that I could pursue and I said well I like to talk <laughs> and I like to help people <laughs> and she said so you should do psychology at the time I didn't know what psychology was but if anyone had asked me what are you interested in psychology <laughs> So I really, I really credit my um, initial interest in psychology to her, Colin. So you've had a few people um, come into your life at really good times. Yes. I, earlier you mentioned Val Coffee, so we want to big up, you know, Val yes. Coffee is why. Yes. You, you mentioned them um, being uh, an integral part of literally taking money out of their pockets. Yeah. to fund your trip, which in all essence got the ball rolling. Yes. From then you went to St. Martin. From then you ended up in Trent. So mm -hmm. you're in Trent and Trent University and you're going, you're studying psychology because finally yes. you know what that psychology is. <laughs> you're doing psychology 
and you're done. You complete your, your degree. What did you decide to do next? So 2009 was a, was a tough year. Um, it was, it was a wonderful year because that's the year that I graduated. I, you know, I graduated Trent. It was also the year that my mom passed. Um, my mom passed literally 10. I was, I had booked a ticket uh, to go home in between undergrad and graduate studies. So I knew that the next step was going to be to pursue my master's. And I had um, again, gotten a tuition scholarship to uh, Brock University. And so I was, you know, I purchased the ticket to go home in between my studies um, at the end of, you know, graduating from Trent and before I started uh, Brock. And 10 days before I was scheduled to go home, um, I got a call from my sister. My mom wasn't doing well. Um, she had been at the hospital for two days and unfortunately she passed. And that was obviously a huge turning point in my life because like I said, she had been such a huge, you know, source of support and motivation for me. And I just started to question everything. Like, why, you know, like, why would my, and she was, she was very young when she passed. Um, so I had a lot of thinking to do about next steps. Um, some people asked me whether I was going to, you know, go back to Canada and continue my studies or whether I was going to, you know, stay back in Dominica you know, and sort of help my siblings. And I just knew that my mom wanted me to continue. Um, I knew that she wanted me to do what I always, you know, wanted to do uh, in terms of my schooling. So I decided to um, stick with the plan and um, move back to Canada or continued my studies in Canada after my master's. Next step was uh, PhD. Again, didn't really know how I was going to fund my PhD. I applied. Um, I applied to a different program at the same university. Mm -hmm. um, and I had such a wonderful advisor and mentor, Tina Willoughby. And she introduced me to this Canadian uh, government a scholarship that would essentially cover my entire studies, including housing. And I didn't really know why she wanted me to apply because it was such a prestigious award. 